Hey, this is Kyle Starks. I am the writer for Peacemaker and Where Monsters Lie, and you are listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Smooth sailing, clear seas, blue skies. Yeah, you're right. Was... It's, like, it's like the beginning of The Simpsons. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. What's that from? Friday Night Lights. Ah. The show or the movie? What did they say? Show. show. Okay. How about that? How about that kind of show? A little bit of cross-pollinization. Love that show. Love that show, Vince. I can't say I've ever seen it. I'm not surprised. Is it a baseball Texas, show? Uh, Texas football. Oh, Texas, football. Texas high school football. Oh. There you go. There's the reason. Yeah. It's true. Like uh, like, 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 Mesh, did anybody from the movie stay on for the show? Or is it a completely different cast? Uh, I don't think so. I never saw the movie, so I can't. Oh, okay. That, but yeah. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It's 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 878. What's that called, Dap? It's a palindrome. It's a palindrome. And I what, am what? Vince B. You are Vince B, just like a race car. I am David A. Price. Indeed. And of course, I'm a doctor, a professor, a lawyer, a philosopher, a scientist, a metaphysicist. I am Abraham von Helsing. Wow. Did you have to Google all the things that he was? I wrote it down in the notes from looking it up earlier, yeah. Oh, nice. Nice hoker. You are not van Helsing. You are Jason Wood, everybody. Here together once again on this ordinary episode. Joy. It's pure, unbridled joy. And you know what else brings you pure, unbridled joy? Cheap, cheap. Graphicnovels.com. That's cheap. Graphicnovels.com has omnibus editions, trade paperbacks, original graphic novels, and manga, among other things for drastically lower prices than what's printed on the back or front or spine, wherever. The retail cost is always laughed at at CheapGraphicNovels.com. We are going to talk about a book tonight that we held over from last episode because we wanted to do it its justice. It's called Hashtag DRCL. It's actually Dracula without the vowels. So it's, let's just call it Dracula. But it's hashtag DRCL. Now, you can get it at Amazon for $23.53. That's 13% off. But if you go to CheapGraphicNovels.com, you can get it for $20.25. That's 25% off. So, ergo, CheapGraphicNovels.com has prices lower than Amazon. I think the logic is sound, right? Yes. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Obviously, the discounts are higher for Marvel and DC, but John Q. Public loves that shit. So, therefore, it gets bought, right? But there are many, many things at CheapGraphicNovels.com. Go there and check them out. And when you find something, inevitably, that uh, suits your fancy, you're going to order it. You're going to get an email reply saying thank you for ordering at cheapgraphicnovels.com you are going to reply to that email and say it was all at the behest of 11 o'clock comics they told me about this thing and now i'm saving bake and max is going to gift you with free shipping on your next order it's amazing just go there cheapgraphicnovels.com 
Nicely done. Yeah. Good old ah, Max. Good old Max is right. I am drinking the hard stuff. Mm. Yes, and when I say the hard stuff, I'm not lying. This thing is by um, New Trail Brewing. It's a local thing, relatively local. In honor of the upcoming uh, Yuletide season, it's called Ugly Sweater Hazy Triple IPA. 11.2% alcohol by volume, and it's a 16-ounce can. After that's gone, I have from Sweetwater. This is like, this is becoming my favorite IPA. It's from Sweetwater Brewing Company. It's called 420 Strain G13 IPA. We took an already dank IPA and married its hops with strain-specific turpins and natural hemp-type flavor. The result is an aromatic, super hybrid, sticky IPA that's ready to rip, baby. And I love it. It is delicious. And I just, I love the the uh, the 420 edge. It's great. So I respect. Yeah. Look at you drinking. Well, it's been a week. So. It has been a week. Much <laughs> yeah. love to you and the family on that. Yeah, it's been a fucking yeah. week. Uh, I too am drinking. It, it's it, it's been a week Wait, for me too, but but not not the same as yours. Right? So no. Hey, a week is a week. Have you? Were you waiting for accolades on that, or were you just like? I was waiting for the pause, like the really, like just shock. I was. Wait a minute. <clears throat> Take two. Really? Yeah. You're drinking? Yeah, can you, oh, yes. Wow. I know. He I'm, loves. He loves us so much. I, it's true. Uh, I am having a delicious wine. It was actually a, a gift from some folks that. Uh, Came to see us maybe like a month ago. Beth had some people over, some ladies for a mm. one of those book club events, you know, such as such as it is. And uh, I, it's become like a tradition. It seems like these things that uh, all the women that uh, they revolve, you know, like she hosts and goes. It seems like they always bring the wine uh, to the new host. Not that I'm mad at it. Mm. So um, this is one of those bottles, and. Uh, I don't know which person brought it over, but they deserve mad credit because it's delightful. It is Curriculum Vitae, CV as in like resume, Curriculum Vitae. It's a red, it's a red blend from Portugal of all places. Uh-huh. So I think I know where this is, who this is from because we have a, one of our friends is Portuguese. So I think maybe they were trying to show off their homeland's grape, but uh, it's really good. Hey, Dap, it's from Portugal. Nice. We knew somebody from that. Portugal. That's true. Oh, was that where homie was from? Yeah. yeah. That's where Miguel was from. Miguel was Portuguese. Yep. I didn't know he that. He was the Portuguese. You two are stupid. With you should be doing more. With the collars and the blazers. Yes. God damn. You know, how is he still, like, how is he not, he's got to come back. He's got to be out there somewhere. Dude, we need him to come on the episode 1000. Okay. And because we would not be here in some semblance without Miguel. Without his efforts. Yes. I never met the man. I never saw the man, but yeah. I was just a handsome dude. A little bit of a lazy eye, but he was <laughs> not a little. He was fun to be around, but most of all, he called us stupid. You are stupid. You should be having the business cards to give to the people. Yeah. And he was right. You know, the guy yeah. was right. And we did. He even has his name on the back of the card. 
Well, that and, one was certainly stuck in, in Dap's mind because Dap's yep. always trying to bust out. Oh, shit, Dap. Cards. He's like, whoosh, he gets that business card out real quick. Here's our card. Thank yeah. you. It's, it's most, just a and, Big Mac. And, like, And every once in a while, the, the, the creator will leave with the card. But the... Um, <laughs> Very rarely. Uh, uh, Miguel, he reminded me of Fez from the 70s show. He reminded me of Vilmer a little uh, bit. Yeah, well, a little Hong bit. and Ladies Man? A little bit. Why? Is that the rumor? With me, with Not the rumor. With it. He's notorious. He's a notorious poonhound and uh, hammer. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. But just the 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 oh, hair, it's my the brother, attitude, then. the way he, yeah, exactly. The um, <laughs> he just it's because he he's he he, he was wearing he, he wore a sports jacket. He had the the wide collar with the button undone a little bit. Yeah, going off the neck. It was just it was like it was like, hey, do you know where you are? Do you know what year it is? It's just it was just a weird. No, it, was, it, it was it was it was it was a great first impression, but it just it 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 took me took me aback slightly, but. My man, my man hustled. He went. He he interviewed. Took in Simone Bianchi. He uh, he he talked to all the folks from the Dabble Brothers imprint. Like yeah, he, was, he got his he, fra- he went, Fraser Irving. He got so his what Fraser Irving. Falling out. Uh, when the show stopped, he just went away. Oh, so you wrapped up both Boltons and he disappeared. Yeah. He he also he um he was really pushing it to be this the media conglomerate behemoth like, like that it was it yeah. it was just yeah it wasn't we we weren't there yet we weren't we 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 it had wasn't to this. we had to crawl before we could walk it was just <laughs> like my man was just like this is what we're gonna do and it's like bro it's like we, we've done eight episodes and we're just having fun like let's i mean we'll we'll we'll, we'll get there but like we want it to be we were everything was always organic it was just a natural progression from from bullpen to this to what we're doing tonight it, it's like we never of course, we don't. We're we're in no rush to stop, but everything we're doing was just always, even whether it's the Patreon or decide, whatever. It's always been just every step of the way for me, anyway. Just felt like it was just all organic. We weren't. We. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There, there are things we try to do to 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 make things better or to try different things, but we've never been like, oh, this is we got to stop everything because we're just going to become like some media. Yeah, we jumper. never just set That's out never, to crush iFanboy like that exactly. wasn't the goal. Mm-hmm. He would have liked this. We actually talk been, about you know, you comics. Done everything. Yeah. He just, but. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, like, why you got to go there? It's. <laughs> Tap, what I are you drinking? Also, just, oh, I am having a uh, delicious uh, and refreshing, surprisingly, uh, gin and tonic with uh, aviation gin. Shout out to Ryan Reynolds. Because you're flying? I'm flying, baby. He's flying. It's always nice do... that you support local. I mean, a guy like Ryan Reynolds really yeah, he needs it. He needs, man. He needs it. I'm going to wait. I got to take this call on my mint mobile phone. He seems like a good guy, though. Mm-hmm. Whether it's true or he not, somebody... I don't really care. Yeah. No, I agree with you. He, he, he is one of those Hollywood celebrities that, like Clooney, where you just think, I I, I genuinely think he's a good dude. I'd, I'd feel some kind of way if, like, some some scandal broke out claiming you know he did something and i just right. feel like oh that's fucked up but yeah right. no, my man justin timberlake in some hot water this week well yeah Brittany wrote that book yo yeah aaron is grievances <laughs> okay he'll shrug it off you basically got no idea what you're talking about i know what you're talking about Britney oh. spears yeah yeah they, they were a thing they were after they were. the mouseketeers i guess <laughs> whatever she, yeah. she, she had a she had an abortion that's 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 her 
prerogative. Right. It, it is, but he, but, but in the book, she says he, he pushed her to do it. Oh, I was, I was going to yeah. guess that he didn't know about it, but shit. Okay. No, no, that's why he's in hot water. Cause in the, book, in the book, she says he really, cause of their careers. He really, I mean, she wasn't against it, but, but she right. says that he, he was really, you know, so, and she did it and I didn't read the book, but from what I understand, she even goes on to say, like, I, I'm not like, I don't hold any grudge to him. We were teenagers. Like, it, you know, I made the decision on like, you know, I was, I was fine with the decision, but like, you know how this is 2023. Right. Everyone's got like half the world now hates the guy, you know, cause he's a baby killer. <sighs> oh well. Anyway, it's none of anybody's business but the two of them. But it really it, isn't. It, it isn't but really she good. put it in the book. But yeah, so no, now, right, yeah. so now it is. But whatever. and she's not of sound mind too, which is you know, which is like that's what I hear. Yeah. Oh, dude. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Talk, I talk I, about a, talk about a messy Instagram follow. Yeah, I don't know. But um, yeah, speaking of messy, beautiful mess. Jason and I uh, were going to talk about this book last time, but we held off because it gets involved. It's it's a little what? (laughs) Yeah, it it does. Okay. Uh, Like I said, it's it's pound sign. (laughs) (laughs) Don't 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 make me find another person to be on the show. Uh, It's called pound sign DRCL, which is. Dracula without the vowels. And I'll get into the pound side why it's there in a second. Um, Midnight Children, Volume 1. It's, of course, inspired by Bram Stoker's Dracula, written and illustrated by Shinichi Sakamoto. And I believe it's published by Viz, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the hashtag. Why is that hashtag there? Well, it's not at all keyed to social media. But... It's tied to the novelty of the shift key and the pound symbol, which was introduced on the Remington Standard Number no. 2 typewriter. It was the first commercial typewriter produced in 1878 and the very device with which Mina Murray composes her journal. So it's, it's novel, but it's not, right? Like we see a pound sign, it's like, oh, it's a hashtag. But it's all because of the typewriter. But the, I mean, Sakamoto's smart, so it it it's a, has a dual nature, right? Anyway, just like in Bram Stoker's original novel, Sakamoto's reimagining partly relies on character journals to propel the narrative, right? Mean as aforementioned journal, the uh, captain's log of the Demeter. Do you say Demeter or Demeter? I say Demeter. Jason. I mean, I, it, it's one of those, you can say it either. I, I say Demeter, but I don't know that. Yeah. I think wrong. the, 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 uh, English, the United States pronunciation is Demeter. I actually Googled it. There's, you can say Demeter, right. Or Demeter. Yeah. I like Demeter yeah. better. Okay. But the book goes a bit further. And, and it in, injects novel devices of the period into the telling of the tale, like wax cylinders. You could actually uh, buy a wax cylinder and record audio. There was a needle that, that pierced the wax, much like the needle that pierces the, uh, the, 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 the grinder that pierces the vinyl on a record. This needle would pierce the wax on the cylinder, and you can actually record a small amount of audio. It wasn't very long. Uh, and actually, the Kodak camera takes a, a, a role 
in in this reimagining of Dracula. But as always, Mina is the focus. Uh, but in this case, she's the only female student in a male-dominated Whitby school. Now, this school is famous for grooming young men to become great leaders in service to the crown. It's a noble profession. Uh, she's incredibly smart, and she's resourceful. She can hold her own and frequently outclasses the boys in the school, which obviously renders her a target. She's bullied and beaten. Uh, but the, 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 the novelty of this reimagining of Dracula, to me, is that Midnight Children is very much in keeping with the advancements we've made in gender roles. Now, Mina is a woman, so she's regarded as inferior by the male classmates, right? Uh, her future is seen as, you know, she should be a proper lady, which entails the pouring of tea and tending to of children. And she's, that's not how she's made, right? She's not one to be pinched hold. She believes that girls can do anything that boys can. And it's true, right? And she has a credo. Catch as catch can, which means using every resource at her disposal to achieve her goals. She's got pluck, this Mina, right? But but Mina is is the least of the examples of inroads um, society has made in terms of gender identity. In S Bram Stoker's novel, Lucy Westenra was Dracula's first victim in Britain, and Lucy's a woman, of course. In Midnight Children, Lucy's not Lucy. She's Luke. She's a fey male uh, whose outward appearance is decidedly female. Long, flowing locks and full lips and lashes. It, 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 in fact, all the boys in this book are uh, more than a bit fey and dandy, but but um, none more than Luke. Uh, there's a... a Mention of, of Luke being prone to fainting. He's very delicate and uh, in, in times of emotional turmoil or, or pressure, he has a tendency to faint. So all the boys in the group and, and all the boys in the group amount to Lucy's suitors in the original novel. They're just transformed into young men in this book. But they, their, their goal is the same. They're all pretty much more or less in love with, with Luke. Um, but Mina knows Luke's secret, right? And, and here's the deal. Luke, male, professes to carry the soul of a woman, Lucy. Um, I think that's incredibly novel. I thought that was a very cool spin, especially these days when that stuff, well, ideas and concepts like that are very much at the forefront of our society, right? What does gender identity mean? What, did it, what does it mean to be male? What does it mean to be female? Does the soul actually have a gender? Like, I love these discussions, these ideas, and it's right here in this book. And I'm very curious to learn what Jason thought of that aspect of the story. Well, I mean, you... You hit on the 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 most uh, memorable component of the narrative, and as much as that there is one, is like you said, is that the the reimagining goes far beyond sort of like just shifting the time or anything like that. It, it it's 
it's and and it's it's not just gender norms uh there's also definitely um a much more universal take on race right because this is set in 19th century britain at a boarding school and uh, one of the four main characters is uh is uh, quincy and he's he's a he's a, a black american kid and uh obviously that would just never have been the case in 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 19th century england so so you know kudos to them there for sure um i i mean to me and i'll let you go on but to me this book is like and and, and full disclosure i didn't order this book initially i didn't even notice remember seeing a solicit for it but you know i love vampire stuff and then you came onto the slacks and were like holy shit this art look at this art and uh i was blown away by the art and it doesn't take much for me to buy anything vampire related anyway so i ordered it with the quickness and read it for last week um the art in this book is otherworldly it yeah. is astoundingly detailed in a way that uh, certainly other manga is hyper-detailed sometimes, but this is like every page. I can't imagine how long it took Sakamoto and his crew to draw this. I mean, I, it's it's absurd. Every page is just like a full-on, like, I don't know, like, 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 it's like, like, it's, it's like an engraving. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're like, very like, thin Like, like a Renaissance etching or something. Yes, like It's, it's yes. ridiculous. And, you, and so. You do know vi- that Sakamoto is 100% digital, right? Oh, I did no idea. No, a hundred percent. He likes the fact. He loves the control Z. He likes the fact that he can draw a line and rotate it or manipulate it. it yeah, he he's. That's, I when I heard that, I was like, oh, Jason. Is a lot of manga digital these days? I never even thought about that. I would guess, yeah, because I mean, taking into consideration the fact that. Uh, like Jace uh, and and other people have said, they don't give a shit about the original art. Like, there's yeah. not a huge secondary market for the art. I would think, in the sake of expediency, with just how like the volume of manga that's produced in terms mm-hmm. of you know number yeah. of volumes and page count of each, that they would be they would embrace digital. Yeah, yeah, sad, but yeah, for sure. I didn't know that, but 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 the art is is. If you come here for the art, you got to leave happy. There's no, I mean, I, I closed the book and thought, well, damn, that was a stunning visual escapade. No, if I'm being completely honest, then why wouldn't I be? I mean, to me, this was like epic level, like Titan level, level uh, uh, style. And, and I struggled a bit with the substance. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't, I think like, I think you're like, you're alluding to, there's some interesting ideas and reimaginings of the classic Bram Stoker Dracula epic, but I mean, I thought it, like, and frankly, this isn't this isn't all that unusual with some types of manga. Uh, it it lacked cohesion and narrative for the sake of style. Sometimes I thought, um, well, it is only so. the first volume, but yeah, um, I think, obviously, I, think a, I don't a agree. Beautiful mess is the way the best way to describe it. Well, yeah, it is it is a mess. Yeah. Uh, um, the 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 art was obviously the draw for me because you know you see the visuals first and then you 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 plumb the narrative obviously once you have the book in your hands so there needs to be a hook to get that book into your hands and obviously it was the art but um the the for 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 me if you are going to embark on an adaptation of Dracula there has been countless <laughs> adaptations of Bram Stoker's work. And we're going to get into more before the episode's over. But 
you need to do something that sets you apart from the herd. And and it, it could be something as, as, as small as the gender issues, which are in this book. Like that, I don't believe I've ever read an adaptation or a reimagining of Dracula that employed these kind of concepts. So automatically, this is noteworthy for me. Because I've never encountered it within the pages of Dracula before. So, all right, you've, you've now managed to disassociate yourself from the countless other adaptations that have been out there. So that's a starting point. But it just doesn't end with, with the gender stuff. Um, Quincy Morris, in this retelling, is a, is a free slave. He's a free man. A wealthy black man from the States. And ironically, he's all about the root and toot and cowboy life of the American West. Like to to pair a, a a free black man with the mystique of the Wild West, like that's that's odd. That's really strange. There's there's a montage where um, the characters envision themselves in in uh, as as different roles, like. Um, Arthur Holmwood sees himself as as King Arthur. And later in the book, Luke is the white fairy Guinevere. Like <laughs> oh okay. Um Quincy Morris is 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 riding atop a steed with a cowboy hat and the whole the chaps and everything else and he's 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 twirling a, a you know a lasso or or you know trying to trying to rope a, a steer. Uh, but the weird one, John Seward, is is not John Seward in this book. He's been retooled as Sua Joe. He's a native of Japan, and he sees himself as a, as a noble samurai. Like it's just strange. It's so odd. So, I mean, obviously chances were taken with this book. Sakamoto didn't sit down and said, "I'm going to do Dracula." Let me start at page one. Like, no, there's there's reimagining, re- retooling, repurposing of characters. In some case cases, just like transforming them whole cloth, like John Seward, and and that's why. Uh, and one of the mottos of the group, the boys, um, they set aside skin color, nationality, and social standing to fight for what's right. Like, isn't that what we all should be doing? <laughs> you know, I mean, from the mouths of babes. Um, the the fact that that um, Quincy's black doesn't register with them. And this is we're we're talking, you know, European. These these are that was not a a, a welcome thing, especially in in the eighteen hundreds. Like that was unheard of. You know, uh, and again with the gender stuff. When we're introduced to Renfield, crazy bug fuck, which I think is an appropriate term for Renfield, um, who's also a student at Whitby, he's dressed in a full nun's habit. Like, <laughs> I didn't understand it at first. I said, oh, okay, so Renfield's a, 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 a woman. No, Renfield's a man. The outward appearance is that of a beautiful young girl, still has the, you know, predilection for flies and other small creatures, um, but it's a it's he's male and i'm like is is that a, like the uh 
a, a Catholic or Christian form of, of self-flagellation that he's, he, he's, I don't know, because of the way that women were perceived in this time period as, as, as servants and housewives and, and, you know, uteruses, is, is he, uh, prosecute or persecuting himself by dressing like a woman? And he's, he's often seen chained to the wall and, Jason, did you completely understand what was going on with Renfield? Nary a clue. Like I, I'm, I'm hoping we get a, a, a glimmer as as the book, the series progresses. But I just don't. I, I that's. I mean, I think it's it's neat in a in a fetish kind of way, right? Or you know, like a bad nun movies are awesome. <laughs> Wayward nuns, they're great. And so, but the one cool thing, now not the one, but one of the cool things that Sakamoto does with Renfield is he inserts this really clever nod to Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Because Renfield stitches together a creature made from the head of a mouse, the wings of a bird, and the body of a frog, and does this demented puppet show called Renfield's Theater. And that's his... I think the, 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 the puppet's name is even Frankie. And it's like, that's awesome. Like, that's a really... Because, I mean, Frankenstein and Dracula, they're relatively contemporary novels, right? One is far better than the other, but whatever. Um, I, I don't want to s- say any more... I don't want to spoil things too much. But uh, I, I mean, the voyage of the Demeter or Demeter is is revealed in disturbing detail. It's like ridiculous. Um, I think it's it's the the most graphically gut wrenching I've experienced as far as the 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 Demeter is concerned. There's a weird twist where the soil that Dracula is transporting to Britain. He needs it because he has to lay in repose in soil from his homeland. It, it, there are crates of soil with indentations of parts of a human body. Like one crate would be the head and the upper shoulders. A next crate would have the indentation of the torso then the other two would be the left and right arms, and then the other four would be the legs. And it's there's a plant creature construction that somehow blood lands on the soil. And this thing grows from the soil that looks like a monstrous Venus flytrap by way of Little Shop of Horrors, like emerges from the soil, and it's insane. But you need to experience it. I, th- I think this is just—it's—it's it's really bizarre stuff. But couched in in a, a novel and very welcome exploration into gender roles and identity. It's—I it, think it's awesome. The Demeter scenes in the beginning of the book. I think are the strongest. And I thought, I thought we were going to go there entirely. I thought there was going to be a, the entire idea of what Dracula was, was going to be reimagined. And, uh, and I was like, Oh man, I'm here for this. 
because like you said visually that was crazy and super super well done but what is that thing that grows from the soil is is it is that dracula does it somehow yeah i assume that was dracula right i mean it's dracula it's in the soil it looks like his eyes Right, yeah, I'm saying, but I think it's like his persona, his, his persona. So that know. thing somehow gels into the yeah body of the so. anthrop. It's so strange. I love mm-hmm. it. It's so weird. I think it's breath. The 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 visuals are absolutely breathtaking. Ridiculous, yeah, just absolutely ridiculous. Any um, idea how long it's supposed to go? Because this is volume one. I don't know, but I'm hoping at least. Mm, I'm hoping at least six. Six to eight would be really nice. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's that's too much to ask. But I think it's just astounding. I mean, if you're a fan of of Bram Stoker and or Dracula and or vampires, I really think you need to read this. Hardcover. They they heard my wishes. Viz, Viz always does it right with the packaging. Oh yeah, yeah. And this is Viz Signature. That's why it's a hardcover. It's the same thing, same same imprinted as the Edo books. It's astounding. It's it's probably the I know I'm going to depart from hmm. with Jay. It's probably the best thing I've read all month. No, that's cool. I mean, like I said, I'm glad I read it because the visuals are ridiculous. But it, it, gonna... it, no, I'm not going to continue with it. Oh, sad trombone. No, it's it's not. No, I mean, in a world where I had unlimited reading time, I'd keep reading it. Hmm. Well, you're not reading and Marvel, so let this take all that time. <laughs> well, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Ooh, eleven point two. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have, gents? What's your former man, Dap? We talked for a long time, right there. Did we though? Yeah, I guess we, really we did. did. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. No, why what? are you apologizing? I'm not apologizing. Bro. Dap, what you got? Uh, so I um I decided to um what the hell where the hell is it? Um Yeah, there were a couple things that uh that I was catching up on um a couple of well sort of like a i, I guess kind of like a quick hit more or less but um i was catching up on world's finest because i let a couple of issues stack up because there was a there was a two-parter where it was uh wade's telling of the first time superman and batman teamed up and of course, by extension, the first time Clark Kent and and Bruce Wayne um, met, and and that was uh, it involved the Riddler dealing with uh, on a crime spree, but there was also people just completely disappearing um, in Gotham, and that was the weirdest thing. And, and, uh, but there were clues left and the clues were written in Kryptonese. And, and of course, Superman recognizes the, 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 the letters. And, um, so he goes and he talks to Gordon and it was a nice, nice little moments where, you know, Gordon tries to say, well, you don't, he's not looking 
behind him and he's just talking out loud. He says, well, it, it, it was bound to happen one of these days. I was finally going to hear you creep up on me, but it turns out it wasn't Batman after all. It was just Superman hanging out in the window. So they had a nice little chat. Um, and, uh, and Bruce Wayne had a real slick way in um, figuring out that Clark Kent and Superman are the same being. Um, when Clark goes to Bruce's house, at Wayne Manor, um, Bruce lets him in and says, uh, I'll be right back. Give me a few minutes. And he leaves Clark in in his study. And um, when Bruce finally comes back tens of minutes later, um, he basically just says, you know, now we can get down to it. And, and um, you know, maybe Superman can get involved. And, and Clark's like, yeah, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I'm out of here. He's like, well, no, see, before you go, I just want to let you know that there's there's been... There was a gas in this that, that that I let escape in this room, um, and it would have knocked a, a human out. Uh, obviously, you didn't breathe it in, so everything came together. And then he, of course, lets um, lets Clark down the stairwell and introduces him to the Batcave. So so secrets are revealed, and uh, and the disappearing had to do with somebody. Who uh, on the other side? Who was uh, who figured out a way to escape the Phantom Zone and was putting civilians in the Phantom Zone um, in the hopes that Superman would come to their rescue and he'd be able to imprison Superman there. But um, that didn't work out the way he wanted. And then the uh, the most recent issue goes back to an earlier story when Wade kicked off World's Finest with. Um, with this kid David, who ends up growing up to be like uh, uh, another character, uh, and and now Superman and Batman have been sent to the uh, the the Kingdom Come Earth, uh, and um, and David isn't ex- exactly happy to see Superman again, uh, at least the Superman that he remembers. So, um, pretty much a cliffhanger. There and then I decided to give since I enjoyed Wesley Dodd's The Sandman number one so much I decided to give Alan Scott Green Lantern a shot, um, and it was it was oh it was fine I say um I mean of 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 all the lanterns not like Alan Scott is is in my top five I I understand the legacy I understand the. I appreciate where he stands as far as the Justice Society and the All-Star Squadron and, and, and Golden Age heroes, but um, there, there were, uh, there were, there were some, some editor's notes that obviously, you know, if you had uh, read some of the previous DC pride books, there, there were some things in here where it wasn't, it, it was a pretty well told chapter, but, there were some things where if, if you are a longtime Alan Scott fan or if you've been reading anything that had to do with Alan Scott over the past five years, you probably get a lot more out of this first issue. Um, but it it's uh, it, it starts off with um, Hoover being the asshole that he is and basically blackmailing Alan Scott and letting him know that um, Green Lantern is going to do his bidding and, and uh, team up with the other heroes of the Justice Society uh, because if... Um, if your sinful, bestial, 
extravagances are, you know, outed to the public, uh, that, that that's not going to bode well for you during during this this time of uh, backwards thinking folks. So um, that was an interesting take. Uh, but there's a lot of um, there's 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 Alan seems to be Alan Scott seems to be conflicted and and some of it is uh, some of what he does is 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 or, or some of the problems he from what I can tell from how I how it's presented to me at least um, I I'm I'm rooting for the guy but there some of what he has to what he goes through is kind of self-inflicted and um and i get it it it, it is that era it's it's that time you've got to be it's not easy obviously but um he uh he and uh, his his lover are, are engineers in in the army working on uh working on containing or dealing with something called the crimson flame um and that uh that doesn't necessarily um work out all that well the last page is is a killer um and it really pisses me off so uh i kind of want to check out the second issue just to see where it goes from here i thought the art was fantastic um by uh i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna butcher my man's name because i always do uh but it's it's um the tormy from who, who who drew um Tom Taylor's uh Sean. It's pronounced Sean. Thank you, thank you. See, I, I keep wanting to do a hard C. But yeah, Sean Sean Tormey, who I, I don't know if he's one of Declan's students or if he's worked with Declan in the past, but um he uh he's 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 done work for Tom Taylor on the John Kent stuff. Uh I, I, I do like his style. Um it's it's different than, than I'm not trying to compare Riley and Sandman with, with with this book. It's just that they both have the golden age JSA subtitle the prefix but um it was it was of, of the two so far because i haven't checked out the jay garrick book yet um but it it's learning about alan scott i i, I think uh i think it's a, it's a it's a valiant effort i i thought as far as the first issue goes and, and trying to maybe do this new dawn of dc or maybe introduce him to people who readers who aren't too familiar with him um then uh, I, I i think this did a uh, this did a good job um and the other thing is uh shout out to dan t because um back at the uh, new york comic-con he was handing out some goodies and uh and the ms harkness six mini comics was just which and i have to thank vince as well because vince, vince had it in his hand and then just turns around and hands it to me and says no you'll get a kick out of this and and you were absolutely right i think um i mean harkness is i i i'm a fan of the style and and i am absolutely a fan of uh of the storytelling and and these these tales that that, that she's telling in these mini comics are um are funny and scary and i can't believe this happened just to yourself and it's it's very um i can sympathize with, with, with some of it obviously not everything because i don't know what it's like to have a tampon stuck all the way up there for weeks but there are just uh there, 
there are just things that, uh, whether it's it's hanging out with her friend at the um, at a uh, an anime convention while 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 her friend is is doing commissions, or she's with another friend where uh, they're at a um, a powerlifting conference and 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 a, a weightlifting conference and and they've uh, they've got each other's backs and and seeing how that whole type of um, situation or event unfolds and what's necessary and and how you have to get ready for it and and what goes on throughout the day um dealing with the uh, dealing with things going on with your body that I I would never in a million years be able to understand but but she's got it out here for everybody to see including her um her her uh her time that uh, she would spend with gentlemen callers where um she uh she'll she'll go out to dinner or or uh meet somebody and and basically have sex for money and it's just it's the way it's presented the way it's just it it's all laid out was um it was an absolute treat i i gotta thank dan a ton for this um i will definitely be checking out more of her work um no she's a patreon so uh i i am uh I'm thinking about that just so I can get more of um, what she's working on as as it's being produced. But this was um, this was just this was an absolute blast. I I, I like this a ton. It really was a um, and 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 they're not all the 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 comics are all of varying lengths. There's some that are quite long and then there's a couple that are just you know a handful of pages and 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 just to get the point across but i think i i um but seeing what she does day in day out or 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 just throughout the months was uh was enlightening and uh and like i said scary in parts but it was um it was a lot of fun I, i i will say that so yeah i mean just just a couple quick hits and I will also add that uh, I thought, while it was it was kind of a quick read because of just the way that the story was laid out, um, I thought I, I enjoyed the second issue of um, of Kings and uh, Sam Perry's Wonder Woman. I enjoyed the second issue more than I enjoyed the first, and I did like the first, but I thought the second um, just the whole confrontation, the standoff between Diana and Steele, and now Steele has involved Steve Trevor, um, and and seeing Diana dealing with what's in front of her um, was uh, obviously we needed the first issue to get here. It wouldn't have made sense if we started off with the second issue, but Tom that was very slick, which we know, but, uh, he did some things in the second issue and, and introduced or revealed some things that, uh, we weren't aware of in the first issue. Um, so the third things are going to probably heat up even more, but I thought the second issue was, um, was really, really good, especially after the first. So yeah, that's, I'll leave that for now as, uh, as quickly, cause I don't want to talk about any of the, I don't want to talk about the other two books that also include Dracula or a Dracula until we all um, 
Well, I didn't Earths. read Midnight Show number two, so you better not say anything. About Wait, that. what? I right? just, I didn't. I forgot I it. I read it today. I forgot it. Okay. Well, first of all, we we will, as the night goes on, have a vampire orama for sure. Yes. But yes. Because this in May, we've been doing the show for fifteen years. I'm going to go out and pull a Vince here and say I'm going to be I'm going to be hyperbolic and say we are about to have the most unlikely orama in our show's history. Because we have a fucking MS Harkness Orama. Yes, <laughs> that is baffling. Well, I, yeah, I, th- baffling. I thought you needed more than two. Oh, bro! No, no. that's not by no. me. I use two. I go by two. He had yes. six. That's he had why. six. He had six stories he read. So <laughs> <laughs> now, wait a minute. Wait before you get into it. We need a little breather here. Okay. I have something very interesting to tell you. Oh. So I'm at the shop today, picking up my books. One of which was not Midnight Show number two because I forgot to get it. But anyway, I'm stupid. So Dave keeps excellent data about all of his sales, right? Keeps an eye on everything. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to tell you the conversation that instigated it. Uh, Maybe I will. But towards the tail end of the conversation, he said to me, do you know what has been the absolute best-selling back issues for 30 years in this shop? 30 years? Yes. That kind of, I mean... That's a long time. And I said, well, and, but, no. The way he caps it, are you saying like it, these these particular issues have continued to sell for 30 years or you, do you mean in the last 30 years what is the best selling thing they continue to sell the more he stocks them the more they sell okay. and they are perennial hits he will get people walking in off the street wanting them non-regular customers of course um regular guys uh who didn't buy them in the past now want to read them there's so something that came out before the early 90s no, it's it's well, thirty it's, years would have been ninety three. So, so it's it's early nineties. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it wasn't a surprise to me, but in a way, it was that they have that. The, the obviously, in, at least in his shop, they have that kind of staying power where they are year after year after year the best selling back issues. What do you think it is? Mm. Good money would lay odds on Watchmen, right? No, because people don't buy the issues. They buy the book. Okay. So what would you think? Death of Superman? Nope. Spawn? Nope. It's not Savage Dragon. I don't know, dude. Dead air here. It's it's not crazy. McFarlane Spider-Man. Oh, interesting! Oh, really? Yes. No, see, that's surprising. I, 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 I okay. Not I only amazing, but singular titled Spider-Man. Right. And I said, really? Those aren't that expensive. He goes, no, that's the thing. They can come in and buy his whole run for like three bucks a pop, and they that's love cool. it. They get to read a whole run. And but the the thing that instigated the conversation was, I said to him, what are you going to do? With this ten issue, ten new title McFarlane thing that's going on, he's like, "Here's the deal," he said. Spawn sells what it always sells. It it took a a jump 
with issue 300, and then it settled down. He said the the secondary titles, like The Scorch, The Gunslinger, and Kingspawn, he said they started off good, but they've plummeted. Like, he hardly moves any copies of those issues. And he said that's what he expects the new line to do. He said 350's coming up. Spawn will jump with 350. Eyes will be on these titles. He's looking forward to the Palmiati um, Gunslinger Western, which is pretty much a no-brainer. But he said, I'm probably going to sell a decent amount of the 10, but then after a couple months... I won't be able to move them for anything. But he's really smart when he when he ordered when he pre-ordered stuff. He looks at his numbers and he looks at his history and he says, "All right, this did this. I'm guessing that this, which is related to that, will do equally as perform equally." So like he, Dave's got his his head screwed on real tight. But I thought that was amazing that even Torment, the aptly named Torment, continues to be the one of the best selling back issues. Baffling, right? It's I could see, you know, amazing. That stuff was really good, right? And it's it, and it, it's a high watermark in amazing. But I said, well, how about McFarlane's run on the Hulk? He goes, nah, can't give him away. It's got to be Spider Man. Yeah, I'm like, oh. I mean, it, it was. It, it's just because I mean, yeah. As as cool as those few issues of the Hulk looked, it it's it, Todd was was born to to draw Spidey in that style. That was that. so. There's I'm just, I'm, I mean, does he, it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously we've had the, the multiple printings of this first issue and, and there's plenty of first first printings out there now. I'm not worried about that, but like, is he just whatever comes in, whether it's the platinum cover, the green, whatever. Does it, like doesn't just, matter. Doesn't matter. No, they come and, in and, and, and they does go he out. Have the, does he priced them differently based on the variant or is it just like whatever oh, it's I, like it's old I, enough now or who cares? i'm assuming he consults over street i don't know okay i don't know but uh, yeah dave has a a very liberal pricing on back issues so it's like like if, if over street says 20 he's not going to charge 20 it, it's in right. the ballpark but then he has sales where it'll be like half off back issues you know mm-hmm. he's constantly he doesn't like to keep stock in the store so it's, I mean, he's a good businessman, but I thought that was really cool that even after all these years, yeah. McFarlane Spidey is the one people want. I said, what about it's, the Larson? He's like, nope. Yeah. I said, well, how about Ditko? Yeah, Ditko stuff sells, but the Romina stuff, not so much. And then Ross Andrew, like, forget it. <laughs> like what? It's it's just like it's sixteen issues. It's an easy it's an easy set to complete. It's yeah, not but some right. of them are I mean, expensive. Even, what the X Force issue? I just, I mean, there's. I, it, I don't know. I just, I mean, hopefully nobody's buying it for the writing. I just, it just there isn't much to read. Oh, you're talking in, about in the, Todd's the torment. Yeah. yeah. I just, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, listen, we've litigated that before. These, yeah. these, 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 these uh, pre-image founded, drawn, yeah. written books. At Marvel were were not uh, no. they they were not Pulitzer, but they were fun was. though. They were they were, and they that's were. what comics I mean, well, should was, be. I mean, like we said, yes. when when they were coming out, they were the thing. I mean, they were. I, yeah. I, I can, I you know, I Beth and I were trying to think back of all the weddings we've attended. It was because of your the Save the Day events, and we were like, oh, you know, we're thinking about how we were explaining to our our uh, our youngest how we, you know, there's a period of your life where you just go to weddings nonstop, like it's incessant, right? Like yeah, in your, in your mid mid to late twenties and then early thirties, and then. 
I mean, I can't remember the last wedding I've been to, right? And then we do it maybe one every year or two now. And then I said, now we're going to get back into this cycle again where we start going to a bunch because, uh, like with you, like our friends' kids are getting married, right? Yeah. And um, and that got us to like start reminiscing about all the weddings we've been to, and we could between us we're like, well, I know we were at that one, but we couldn't like we couldn't remember a single thing about it. Like we're like, well, I know we went, but I don't remember where it was, who was there, I don't have any memories from it. The reason I bring that up is because I remember like it was yesterday walking into my LCS and buying Spider Man number one. I remember like it was yesterday when I bought the connect all the different covers to X Men number one. Like right. I like I remember it literally like it happened yesterday. So clearly it matters right like those things matter in the sense that if you can if at 50 years old i can remember these things like they were yesterday and i can't remember what i did last week like that tells you that they made an impact right right and like tony i think the first five seven years of image i think those books are great um they're not again like you said they're not literary masterpieces Mm -hmm. but they were fun They, they were a whole bunch of fun and i part of me wishes we can have that again well, they never, but well, I get I mean, it. Yeah, and they obviously uh, Marvel tried it with the Ultimate Universe. They're trying it again now with the Ultimate Universe. But yeah. I, what was what was great about <laughs> it was that we were, yeah, I know, no, no, no doubt. It's unraveling uh, already with with the um, <laughs> with the image stuff. I mean, we were there for the ground floor. It's just like Valiant. We were there at the beginning. We we yeah. got to see it all start. We we yep. were. It, so it was there was there was like an ownership or, or or some pride of commitment or whatever but it was it it was it was new and it was exciting we didn't have decades of characters and stories to try to catch up on three to everything and and yeah. and you got to pick it i mean whether you had i even i mean i i get it i still think about the uh the crossover months i i love i love that issue of the the Jim Lee drawn Savage Dragon, I'm sure yeah. Eric, I don't I don't know I, I don't think Eric likes it as much as I do. Because <laughs> he went back and did a number to issue thirteen, but it was it was still I, well, I enjoyed Eric. all of that. Yeah, I me I, too. I mean that that cover with him in the sewer with the flat. I just I I think I think Jim draws a great Savage Dragon. I just I I mean Jim draws a great pretty much anybody, but I just I for whatever reason Eric's character drawn by Jim Lee just just really works. But right. no I. Yeah, the, the image stuff way back when was so much fun. And, and, so and much now fun. I'm buying all the ones I missed. Like it's just ridiculous. Mm. The, you could, I mean, yeah, they were they were making money, making boatloads of money. But there was a joy in the pages and in in that art that mm-hmm. uh, you know we've lost that. Well, no, uh, well. Again, we've lost it because we've read comics for thirty years. Well, it, right, it, that's what I mean. Every I mean. Gener- right. Oh, you mean we like? Because I'm saying like the industry, like like the hobby still creates those moments. Sure. Just, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, but that just that that wide eyed. Holy shit! Have you seen this? Look at this, Billy Kincaid. What is going on? This is insane. It's. But are we always? I mean, the reason we're doing this, sh- like, I feel like we're always on the search for that, right? Like, right. It's the, the, and and yes, those moments come far fewer. And, and less frequently than than they used to, but they still come enough that we're like, oh yeah, like when it happens, it's just great, it's right, just grand, right? You know. Right. So there you go, like just a little anecdote from from I like all, from Wednesday comics, right? I like it. I aim to please, aim to please. Yes. Well, if you want to embark on your MS Harkness Orama, I'm I'm here for you. Yeah. Well, this also, I mean, thanks to Dan Tank. I hope Tancredi's getting a, a vig from her because. <laughs> Tancredi uh, is is clearly emerging as a tastemaker among the uh, EOC faithful because he popped into the Slack. We have a Slack channel um, 
called best thing I read this week. Very self-explanatory. People post the th- their favorite thing of the week. And Dan, a week or two ago, posted about this here book called Time Under Tension, uh, which is a uh, full-size graphic novel from MS Harkness, um, published by our good friends of Fanographics. And uh, you all know I fucks with Fanographics hard. I pretty much buy everything that they put out, at least new stuff. Um, and I did. I had ordered this. So when I saw his recommendation, I thought, "Oh, bang! I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this off the pile and, and prioritize this with the quickness." Because he he posted about it, and then a few other people, including you know John Pasolacco, who has impeccable taste, also said, "Yeah, it's, it's certainly in the running for me for my favorite uh, graphic novel of the year." And I thought, "Oh shit! I got to get on this." Um, it, it's incredible. I mean, as, as Dap said, Ms. Harkness is a really interesting person. She's I don't know how old she is now. I mean, I'm guessing late late twenties, early thirties would be my guess. Um, but she is largely she's a an, an indie comics creator, largely doing autobio comics. Uh, this book, Time Under Tension, is the third full size graphic novel that she's done. Uh, she did the six mini comics that Dap just talked about. She's done a few other things like Poison Pill. She's been in some of the anthologies we've talked about over the years, like Now, and a few others. Um, but her graphic novels have been Desperate Pleasures, Tinderella, and then this. Now, I didn't realize until after reading this that this is effectively like the third. It, it's 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 a series. Like I didn't realize. So so I'm kind of I stepped into volume three of the series. But since it's on a bio comics, it doesn't really matter, right? Like it's just this is a window of uh, of her life, um, right after graduating from art school uh, for the next calendar year. Um, and from what I gather, her first two books were much less focused on linear storytelling. She jumped around, talked about different issues and concepts that, that of her life, uh, and did a lot of time shifting and, uh, in homage to, to those first two books, she starts time under tension in the same way. So for the first 60 pages, you're bouncing around a few months back and forth, you know, two weeks later, three weeks from now. A month ago, you know, that kind of thing. Um, as we're meeting different characters. Now, I say characters. It's, it's her. We're meeting her and the people in her life. Uh, largely centered around her um, her graduation from, from art school and, and the life that she's living in the process. But she then makes the conscious decision uh, to, after the 60 pages, to depart from that. And for the first time in her storytelling career, tell a full-length linear story. Um, and I really love the way she does it in the book because... It's a, it's like a cold open. You know how if you're watching like maybe an hour long drama or something, you'll sometimes it'll be like 10 minutes into the episode before you see the show credits. It's kind of like what happens here. You start into the book, you have that, that time shifting, like I said, and then 60 pages in, you get the credits page, the cover page, and then it starts the narrative, which I liked. I like that's It's just a clever thing that I, I don't know that I've seen too many times. Um, but yes, it's autobio about her. I knew nothing about her coming into this. And a few of the things like Dap mentioned are pretty present here. She is a, um, as we meet her, like I said, she's graduating from art school. And she is trying to figure out what to do with the next part of her life. She gets uh, through her professor, a professor that that uh, that liked her work and her her eye. Um, he is friends with Frank Sant- Frank Santoro Vince. So Frank Santoro, um, oh, Frank, yeah, f- invites her to Pittsburgh, where Frank is from, to come and set up shop at a uh, like a an artist row house that he has that uh, different artists show you know can can be and create to just work on her work and be around other creatives. 
And so that's where she's heading, and that's where a lot of the book takes place. But before that, we 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 kind of get a glimpse into what's been going on in her life. As Dap says, she uh, she was a prostitute, a sex worker. She frequently met up with men and uh, and 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 gave them sex for money. Um, she, like I said, also went to art school. She was uh, also very much into. Uh, uh, physical fitness to the point where the book, the title of the book, Time at Retention, for those of you that, that uh, might recognize it, it is a term uh, that relates to exercise. It's basically like the time when your muscles are uh, strained. So, like, if you're, I don't know, if you're doing like, um, like if you're doing like a like a bicep curl, right? Like it's the it's the as you're lowering the bicep, as you're lowering the weight, right? Like that part is the time under tension, like where your muscles like being tense, trying to hold the weight up, right? Versus like yanking it up. So anyway, it's just a, it's just a, it's a fitness term. And, um, and she's, so as she's graduating school, her plan is to go to Pittsburgh, write this graphic novel, which was her first, get it published and, uh, supplement her living by becoming a physical, uh, a physical, a, a per, not physical, a personal trainer. And, um, and that's really pretty much what she does. And all the while she's got different ongoing relationships. She's had an on again, off again relationship with an MMA fighter, um, who has a girlfriend, but really loves her and she loves him. Um, like I said, she's a call, she's, she's a sex sex worker and, uh, and the like. And then she's also got a fucked up childhood. She, she was, uh, unfortunately, um, brutally sexually molested and abused by her father for years. And at the point that we meet her in the book, her father's in prison uh, or, or had served in prison is out. But um, but a, a counseling center has reached out to her, right? Like the couple days before graduation saying, you know, your dad's here getting, you know, counseling and he wants to meet you and apologize and make amends. It's part of his process. You know, if you'd like to participate, let us know that kind of thing. And she's, her mother's still in her life, but but as you can imagine, when you've gone through that kind of trauma, you know, while it seems like she loves her mom, she also obviously has some pretty deep-seated animus toward her because the fact that, you know, at least in some way her mom enabled all of that, right, and the fact that she didn't stop it or prevent it. Um, so, like, she's a very complicated woman. and uh, But all throughout this, it's really just about her journey to want to be an artist and create comics, but in her own way. And, like, there's this great scene... And I don't know much about Frank Centura, the person, Vince, but, you know, you might appreciate this. It's she's in Pittsburgh. They're hanging out there at a bar and Frank is kind of going like a manic rant a bit. And he's just telling her how, you know, there's just not enough female voices in, in indie comics. And, and and there's not a there's not a voice of the era of the generation and, and it really needs that. And that she should step up and just be that voice. And, you know, and, and, and he's like really manic about it. You know, like he's like just super impassioned about it and she's just like dude whatever like I, I i don't want to be the voice of anybody i want to make comics about like for make me happy like i'm not i'm not trying to be the voice of a generation like that's not my thing you know and that's kind of her vibe she's just like trying to live her life at one point she's having a dinner with um two other graduates from her class and you know they're very kind of like oh i'm i'm, I'm working on the story for you know, the new yorker and oh, i'm i'm trying to get into this anthology and and uh, and she's like, well, uh, and she's like, they're like, she's like, well, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get my my physical therapist uh, uh, certification here, and they're like, well, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want to be an illustrator like while you do your 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 own GN like, you know, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want to? And she's like, because I want to, 
She's like, because I'm drawing for myself. I don't want to draw for other people too. Like I want to have a, you know, I want to have balanced life. So it's just very interesting. Like, you know, in our world where you don't like, sure, there are people like we joke about like the Jorge Menezes and like guys like that, that clearly like physical fitness is important to them. Like, obviously the guy's built like a God, but, but like you don't hear too many stories of people in the creative world also equally valuing something like you know physical fitness and strength and like you know that kind of thing so it's fa- it's fascinating to me that 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 for her it's it's they're of equal importance to her um so I, again you know i think i'm a fan of, of autobio comics clearly and and i think for me i've read a lot i think some are terrible some are okay and some are great and i i often try and figure out like what's the what's the formula like why do i think some are great and some don't do anything for me and i think I don't know that I've got it totally figured out, but I think in the case where it really resonates with me, it's when I feel like someone brings like a, uh, an unpredictable perspective into a predictable thing. Like it's it's like writing about your own life. It's all about how you perceive it, right? Like how how you're how you're putting it out there for others to consume. And sometimes it can be very maudlin. Sometimes it can be very uh, rote. Uh, sometimes it can be a little too like glorif- like glorifying, right? Like, or, or self-aggrandizing. So I think in the ones that really resonate with me, it's with, with when they take a very introspective perspective that's not completely self-effacing, but at the same point in time is like very real with themselves. Like they accept their warts, but they don't like, they don't like, they don't punish themselves for their warts, right? Like they're not like, woe is me like i suck but they acknowledge that they're flawed people because we're all flawed and i like i think generally speaking like I'm, I'm attracted to flawed characters right like characters that aren't pristine we've talked about it before it's why i've always had trouble connecting with like a superman because he's perfect you know and i know for some people that's the allure but for me it's always been kind of a, a turnoff um so i love this book i thought it was really well done um her art style you know i mean dap touched on it a bit like it's it's very much like stark black and white She's got this big, long black hair in the book. She draws this giant mane of black hair. Um, it's very cartoony, like almost like a, like Kim Possible kind of a line work. Like it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, like like big faces, kind of small stick figure bodies, but but not, but but very accomplished in a very tight line. Like it's 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 certainly very polished cartooning, but but it's it's definitely more cartoony than realistic looking. Um, but I thought it was fantastic so much so that I'm very much looking forward to going back and reading desperate pleasures in Cinderella. Um, as I understand it, they just are other parts of her life. Um, and she noted that the one before this was very dark because it probably, I'm imagining it goes into her, her childhood more and her abuse. Um, but so she said she really wanted to make this not necessarily uplifting, but just more, you know, just a more balanced approach. And um, and the cool thing is, is now I don't know how, like I said, I don't know how old she is, but but I was checking around online like she's she's like living her best life now. She's still a physical trainer. She's personal trainer. She's, like I said, making these books and uh, she's about to get married, just bought a house. So it seems like it's going well for her. So I I really um, I grok with people who have had not such great pasts, but don't let it define them. You know, um, like it's clearly a part, like obviously her abuse is a part of her life and it informs her. And certainly she's she's working through some of those issues in her work. But she never once takes it as a reason to not be successful or pursue happiness. And that resonates with me to the millionth level because that's how I've lived my life. You know, I mean, um, you know, I've been very candid about, you know, the 
the childhood I had and, and, you know, the stuff kind of stuff I had to deal with. And, and, and I just always thought dealing with it, like you, you can't let those things define you. And I'm not saying that for some, it's impossible not to like, and I'm not suggesting like everyone's got to go through their own process, but I really appreciate when I come across someone who has been, uh, you know, presented with, with a difficult childhood, you know, to say the least and can, uh, you know, can, can, can work through it and, and uh, be infected by it, certainly, but at the same point in time, cannot let it, you know, define the fact that they can be happy and be successful and have the life they want to have. And that really seems to be the life she's living. So, you know, I'm right. I'm right there with her on that. And I, I just I loved it for that. So huge two thumbs up on time under tension. I, you know, I, I almost pulled a Vince and said this is going to be in the running for the 11 o'clock Oscars. But I can't say that for sure just because this is some, this is going to be a incredible year for the the category of, of, of original graphic novel. So I, I, you know, I can't say that it's going to make the, the, it's going to make my, my, my ballot, but it certainly will be in consideration when I'm tallying things in a, in a few months. Right. Wouldn't want to pull a Vince, would you? Wouldn't want to do that. Right. Could pull right. on Vince. Well, well, you know, we have, I think we have 28 categories and I think you're on record for giving 60 O'Claskers this year already. So, There you go. Why are you laughing? I am she laughing. laughing at that. I'm laughing. I'm laughing inside. But, uh, it doesn't sound like you're laughing. Well, you Harkness, laugh Harkness, I haven't read this stuff. and uh, But it sounds like she has the magic ingredient, right? The stuff that differentiates her work from all of the other similar approaches. Which, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, and, and you hate to compare, I mean, Tilly, right? Obviously, we're all huge marks for Tilly and, and her yeah. Her work last year was our was our collective favorite book of the year. Um, Zoe, this, uh, Zoe, Tilly, Jesus, yeah, I'm thinking Tilly because well, Tilly yeah, too, Zoe. but yeah, well, Zoe. Tilly too, but but Zoe, yeah. right? This is not visually like what Zoe's doing, right? Like like Zoe's visuals were astounding, right? Be- because of the way she played with all the different you know mediums and so confidently zigzag between them and the like. I, I don't think this is that kind of thing visually, and this is obviously a visual medium. But I so this is more like in the vein of like, but the visuals certainly are are good enough to convey the story. So I would put this on a different like rung of the cosmic ethos of autobio, but it's still really well done and well executed. Right, right. But in terms of that magic ingredient, it is the very thing that I look for when embarking on another, yet another. Adaptation of Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, yes. Because there have been, I don't know, like a bazillion. bazillion. Many, many. Dick Giordano did one. Friggin' Gil Kane did the mutant fuck up that was Gil Kane (laughs) did (laughs) one. Like, I always look for that one thing that separates the adaptation from the herd. Like, what is that crucial piece that you've included that no one else did right Mm -hmm. so that was in the back of my mind when reading universal monsters dracula number one written by james tynion is it sure okay supposed to rhyme with onion right so it would be tinion right james tinion the fourth Illustrated by Martin Simmons. Now, unlike hashtag DRCL, 
This is an adaptation of the Universal 1931 Todd Browning Dracula, hence the Universal Monsters in the title. So it differs very much from the uh, Bram Stoker version. In this issue, the uh, Jonathan Harker ordeal within the confines of Castle Dracula never happened. It starts in Britain with Dracula coming over on the the Demeter and mostly concerns itself with Renfield. And I think, however small, Martin Simmons' depiction of Renfield is the thing that differentiates this issue from, or this approach from all of the other approaches of Dracula so far. I'm not saying it's a masterstroke, but his depiction of Renfield is incredibly vivid and novel and is what I took away from this issue. Had he not removed Renfield's nose, <laughs> which is basically all he did to render Renfield as creepy as fuck, this would be just another adaptation of Dracula to me. I, 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 I think the art is good and one or two pages really good but I think the visuals are pretty standard um, for someone who has obviously learned from you know Sienkiewicz and Dave McKean right um, there's no stretching here it looks good the book looks re- looks good but it's not a novel take on Dracula, with the exception of Renfield. I think Renfield was really well done. It's kind of like, I saw it as, um, you know that little game you play in school where one person whispers something in someone's ear and they pass it on, right? Telephone game. Yeah, telephone game. Well, it's like Sienkiewicz whispered the magic recipe in John J. Muth's ear, who whispered that magic recipe into Kent Williams' ear, who then whispered it into Dave McKean's ear. By the time it got to Martin Simmons' ear, the gist is the same, but some of the finer points are lost along the way, right? I think that Simmons is good, but he's nowhere near in league with the people I just mentioned. Right, his art is accomplished, but I don't think there's anything novel about it. I, I I still think he's in servitude to all of those people, especially Sienkiewicz and and McKean. But was it enjoyable? That's the bottom line, right? Did I did I walk away from this issue thinking, wow, that was worth my four ninety nine? Yeah, yes, I, I I thought so. I think. I mean, obviously, I'm going to read it till its conclusion because it's Dracula, and it's 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 fairly well done. Um, but it was the Renfield depiction that took this out of the same old, same old category for me. I'm sure your opinions may differ. Go ahead. No, I mean, I I think I completely agree with you. I, I, I'm, I mean, it, we're coming at this from different directions in the sense that Dap and I have implored you to 
had implored you to read Department of Truth for a long time. And right. You were reluctant because Simmons' art doesn't grab you generally. You finally succumbed uh, because of the content. And similar to this, I think yeah. the content of the story, you're like, all right, I'm in because of the content. But I don't disagree with you. I think as I was reading it, I thought, I, I, I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't really codified it in the way that you did. And, but hearing you say it, I'm like, no, I think that's right. Like where, you know, a lot of the pages I think are, are good, but in as much as we're comparing it to the standard by which those two greats laid the, laid that stand, laid that style out for us visually, the, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not that, but, but I, but I think this is a, this is a story that, that certainly fits with his style and, um, I'm down for him. You know, listen, Danhausen never looked better, so I'm, I'm down right? for him going Dan, Danhausen as Renfeld. That's cool. Clearly, he's an AEW fan. Um, and uh, wait, yeah, wait, what I, is that? The the way he he draws Renfeld, I think, looks like uh, Danhausen, who's this gimmicky, uh, tiny little goth character wrestler in AEW. Because oh, um, it's Dwight Fry. Yeah, no, no. He, no, he looks know. a lot right. Like, yeah, no. Right. Dominic yeah, Danhausen is just yeah. a dude who wears the grease paint, the old white yeah, grease yeah. paint. Oh, looks like gotcha. The, okay. So yeah, it, yeah, face is very similar to that. No, but I, I, was trying I to make Dap laugh. That's I appreciate the fact that Simmons is is approaching the art from a a challenging uh, perspective. Like, I mean, the, yes, it obviously doesn't look like every other book on the stands, but those you know not familiar with with Sinkevich and McKean and 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 John Muth would and Williams, look right. yeah would look at this and be like oh this is amazing but you know when when you've been around or you've been exposed to the work of those gentlemen you'd be like yeah okay i, I can see where the roots are in this stuff and 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 from where he's taking his his uh, influ- his influences, maybe I don't even I don't know Simmons, so maybe you know he just was unlucky to to develop a style that's <laughs> almost entirely beholden to those guys. But you know, I, I, who am, I mean it 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 as a sequential storytelling vehicle, it worked for me. The but there wasn't much novelty in the approach, other than Renfield is what I'm saying. I thought the depiction of Renfield was really cool. I like the it bugs really on the arm. I like the bugs in the teeth. The the, like the, the lack la- of nose. In it, the lack of nose was the kicker. Yeah. I mean, the the one or two panels where he does show the nose, I'm like, oh, you you broke character. Yeah, no why profile. Are you, why ah, are you doing that? No, don't do it. Uh, it's neat. It, it it was cool. So I mean, and and very much worth my money. Um, I, I I think because it's. You know, uh, a co-production with Universal. Of course, Dracula is going to look like Bela Lugosi, right? Like that's that's the template. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the adaptation of Dracula by Fernando Fernandez. Like that book is fucking incredible. Like you walk away from that book, wow, that was a masterpiece. This is just gorgeous. I think it was it was published in in eighty four, but they I think it's still in print, um, mm-hmm. Ballantine or something. Uh, but like that takes the wind out of your lungs. Like whoa, that's this is gorgeous. This was good. Like I enjoyed it. I was like happy. This is all right. There's a Dracula book on the stands, and it looks good. It's great. 
Um, but it, it's, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on the same level as a lot of the, you know, Dracula adaptations of the past. Fair enough. Yeah. I, um, and I, I, for some reason, it was one of the largest PDFs image ever sent out for a standard 30 odd page comic. Like the, the file size was larger than the reckless books. It was insane. But when, um, um, so I, I, I'm downloading it at first so I could read the PDF and I'm like, there's gotta be something like elaborate about this, but it, it's just, I, I don't know why files are saved that way. Well, but it, it just was, depends on the, the DPI they saved it at. Right. Yeah. But I was expecting like maybe a lot of like double pages and things like that, but no. So it, it, that aside, um, once once I sat down with it, I I don't I've never seen the entire movie all the way through. I've seen oh, bits and pieces shame. here and there over the years. I know, I know, but I so it, it's not like I can think about the source material here and 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 compare it. But I thought as far as a as far as the first part of a four part series, um, I uh, I. It, it it definitely did what they were supposed to do. It it um I was wildly intrigued. I, I um You never read the book? I I started to when Coppola's movie was coming out. Um oh. but yeah, I never I, I I never sat down with the original story before that. Um, because to back then, you know, you think you know everything about Dracula just from everything else that you've absorbed yeah, over the years. Yeah. But uh, no, it's still it, it's just like you know Shelley's Frankenstein. There's still little things that I would like to eventually. Yeah, it, it's on my bucket list to read the old time, the the the, the original novels that these stories that, that that these movies and these series right. were were based on. It, it's twice the length of Frankenstein. And half the book. Okay. Yeah, it's. I think Stoker's Dracula is great. Right. But it's nowhere near. Uh, I think Frankenstein may be the greatest novel ever produced. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, today that's what I think. Sure. Right. Now, is this? Do you know if um, if James has other Universal monsters? Is this going to be? A, is is he going to do a collection? Is, is he going to? Do I'm guessing werewolf. Or I'm it? guessing, yeah. Okay, Wolfman. all right. But yeah, I'm I'm guessing that. I mean, because it's got that Universal monsters colon in the title. Right. So I just wasn't that sure. This, if this is, is just, just like one off, or if it's um, the start of something. I don't know how this makes you feel, but it's sold out. At at I mean, Dave sold out. Awesome. Has, has no comics at all, and it's it's a five dollar book. Yeah. Yeah, and all the all the the subsequent issues will be five dollars as well. So, uh, yeah, I think it's great. I, um, if we get a, a, a Frankenstein, wow! Right, I mean, yeah. ah, I'm so down for that. Wolfman, awesome. Mummy, yes, give it to me. I mean, anything, any Universal monster they want to do, I, I'll I'll buy it. You know. Um, and I, I wonder if just because. And let's be honest. Like on the Slack, you said, "Whoa!" Like you were loving the, the look of this issue. And I, I'm yes. not. I'm not. I'm not 
poo-pooing any, like that's, if you love it, that's awesome. I'm happy that you love it. And I'm happy other people are loving it. I mean, great. But you know, I think it's it's the, my crime is of of overexposure to Dracula. Like I've seen a lot of Dracula adaptations. You know what I mean? Like Plus, it's just, there are, we, we've got three books featuring Dracula on our list Tonight. Yeah, so it's a it's lot. Not like it's we're, lot. We're, yeah, we're 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 lousy. And, yeah, and I've got two other vampire books that don't have anything with Dracula, but you know, right, yeah, it's, it's, here, it's, yeah. It's the blade, and it's, yeah. So we've got. I mean, we've we're we're uh, the, the, the vampires and Dracula. Are, vampires are don't zombies, go away. But they just don't. No, they don't. Yeah, they don't. And I mean, I yes, obviously, I was a huge mark for Department of Truth. I like Simmons' work. Yes, I. I and and it's because. Of the Sienkiewicz, it's because of the mutes, because of the Williams. I, I, I said the same thing about Rat Rice for for the longest time. It, it, it's you know, thank he he should. I absolutely be thanking Bill and and um, and I think Bill. I, I think Simmons kind of takes it in a. He 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 definitely leans more towards Bill than 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 Rod has recently. But um, I just think as far as this issue goes. Um, the the colors pop. It I, I recognize the fact that it's it is adapting an old timey movie, and you know that's that's fine. It it's so it's not like as nineteen well, thirties um, not exactly old timey, but yeah. I mean it's almost a hundred years ago. So there's you've got yeah, it is uh huh. How about that kind of old timey thirty one? So, but yeah, whatever. Um. No, I just I, I I really I did like it because I like the creators. I like I like the idea of I mean the last time it just it also for whatever reason for like even a split second, it just it reminded me of Tops adapting Coppola's Dracula. Yeah, which was fucked up. Exactly. Yeah, Mignola wasn't it it, it was uh, Min- Mignola, right? Mignola on the covers. Um and in the interiors, and and yeah, it was it was a it was a freaky book. And you um, got the the, the card with card. it, yeah, yeah and the poly bag. Oh, so oh, good. No, it's just it, too bad he didn't have the you know these nuts. But it, it's just there's there's no, I I I liked it a lot, and and again, and and a lot of it. I mean, the red is popping. Uh, oh, the red is really popping! Like I, the, I think they had to be someone had to man that printer when these things were coming out to make that red pop as much as it does. You got You got to be between. vigilant because, yeah, there are many things that could whatever. But, um, but I will say, on a, red and Renfield, it's just it's. Yeah. I, I I like the issue a lot. They did a good job. I may be being a little bit too hard on it. I don't know. Maybe I'm. I don't care. I get it. No. Yeah. I I, I just I'd be surprised if you weren't hard on it i absolutely get where you'd be coming from i didn't get the simmons cover with uh, dracula embracing um i'm guessing it's lucy Uh, i got the 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 what the cover that i don't know who did it it's upstairs but it is balls out lugosi on my cover and it's really good uh i don't think the simmons covers that strong but um yeah it's it's a it's a package man and and it's it's our featured image for this week uh it's nice. a, it's a good looking book and i did something special and see if you notice it on this featured image i'm sure you will but okay. uh yeah 
So it, yeah, good uh, good on 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 uh, image and universal. Now I'm just curious. I mean, it's just for my own. I'd I'd really like to know if if they are planning on going forward, if it's just going to be these two working on them, or if James is going to be working with his with some of his other artists that he's worked on, yeah. like he, he had, like something's killing the children, or I. I he's you know who fun, I would love I, to see on a Frankenstein adaptation. Lisnuski. That would be that'd be insane. that would be messed up, messed up. Yeah, that's why. I mean, if you if you uh, who knows how how stringent Universal is, they could be like Hasbro. Where it's like, oh no, can't have this artist on. It doesn't fit the the template. Mm-hmm. But I I don't know. I don't know. But in in the magic world where we get exactly what we want, I would really like to see Lisnuski or my dude. Matthew Allison. Allison. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> He's the go-to, right? He's, yeah, Matthew no, Allison would kill this. Ah, uh, duh. <laughs> you know, whatever. But yeah, I just think it, it I, I really, I, I want this line to be profitable and continue. Yeah. That's what I want. If well, it's, we're in that it, magic world, then yeah. It's the, the, the profitable, it's, it's from Skybound. So, I mean, I think that's a given. Uh-huh. There you go. Excellent, excellent. What else do we have? We gotta have more comics. Jason, gotta. Yeah, dude. Uh, well, first of all, shame on you for not reading Midnight Show. I'll just say this. <laughs> how can I issue. read something I didn't se- buy? I'm issue. stupid. Well, we we have the we were provided the issue from Dark. I'm but, not reading it um, digitally. I'm this, the it. second issue was excellent. Continue really the pace. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you're gonna enjoy it. We'll talk about it when you read it. Okay. Um, I can't say the same for Blade Number Four. Uh, Elena Casagrande apparently can't draw four issues in a row, so oh. they they have a fill in already, and it's it's it is it pales in comparison to her beautiful work. Well, and, get get this. I hate to interrupt you, but Nick mm-hmm. Klein's taking another break from Hulk. Wow! Like, stop. You know who's wow. drawn? Yeah. You know who's doing it? Braithwaite. Mm-hmm. Not, really? Yeah, oh, I don't mind Braithwaite, but yeah, no, that's interesting though. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I just like come on. Yeah. So those are the vampire book, but the 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 vampire book I enjoyed the most this week. Do tell. Yes, is it's not a Dracula book. It is a uh, it is it is a different take on vampires. It is called Operation Sunshine, and it is uh, you'll know it's by Dark Horse again. Dark Horse is getting it done this week. Uh, but um, this is a book I had to buy because it's drawn by my boy, David Rubin. Vince, David Rubin, you know what I'm saying? Rubin um, a lot. What's that? I like Rubin a lot. Damn straight, because you have good taste. Um, it's written by someone who I did not, uh, or by a pair of people who I am not familiar with. Um, Henry Zabrowski. And Marcus Parks, hmm. and I, I, I know nothing about them. This is the first I've ever heard of their names. So, but I, I ordered this because, well, Dark Horse is, is you know, that's gonna, it's gonna be of a certain quality, and it's drawn by Rubin, and it's about vampires. So I thought, okay, well, uh, it, it, it may in fact be terribly written. Who knows? But, but, but it damn sure is gonna look great. And, um, and I'm pleasantly surprised because I thought it was it was an excellent first issue. Uh, it was it was it, the story was 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 right along par with with everything else in the book. Um, the premise is 
there is uh, the protagonist is a um, a young. Now, Rabin draws her to look like she's in her, I'd say, early 20s. But based on what happens in the book plot wise, I think he probably drew her aged her too much because there's like at one point where she goes in to buy um, cigarettes from a bodega and he he won't sell them to her because she's too young. And uh, she's like, I'm 350 fucking years old. Um, but, but the point is, is that, you know, I think to look at her visually, she doesn't look like she'd be too young to buy cigarettes. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, but she is, like I said, a 350 year old vampire. But in this world, uh, it's, it's, it's a world where vampires are like not in hiding. They're known to exist. Um, also there is a class system there, the OVs, which are the original vampires, like OGs, what, what? And there, those are those are creatures who were born as vampires and are uh, very old and very powerful, and also are pretty fucked. They have pretty fucked up looks, like they, you know, they look they look more monstrous. Uh, and then there are the, what they call the bugs, and they're basically the the vampires that are created, um, you know, from humans. And in this world, though. You know, they're not like, I mean, a lot, a lot of vampires in, in all the vampire lore we've talked about over the years are that like, you know, but, but in this case, they're even less than that in the sense that these bugs have almost no powers. They're almost like familiars. They need blood to survive. Um, they are susceptible to many of the things that, um, you know, that, that, that would kill any vampire, but they don't really have the powers that vampire, that the OVs do They you know, they, they, they aren't particularly I mean, they're stronger than humans, but they're not, they're, they're not super strong. They don't, you know, they, they can't transform or mesmerize. They can't do any of the cool things that, like, vampires can do, but they have all the downsides to them. So, you know, they're kind of a a, 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 um, a minority class or an indentured class of, of, of uh, beings in this world. And as a result, um, they have a bit of a chip on their shoulder. And our protagonist, she has a thing where she tries to... Uh, she kills OVs when she can, like she sets them up into traps and kills them, um, which you can imagine is going to get her in some hot water. And um, this is, I think, set in the future, although it's not like a it's not like super like sci fi future, but it does seem a little bit more advanced than our world. Uh, and she and a few others are approached by a what looks to be an OV based on his look and his powers. Um, and he recruits them for this Operation Sunshine, which is, in effect, a project that will, if executed properly, um, take out all the OVs. And so uh, it's setting up basically a war between the the bugs and the OVs. And, uh, you know, this is right up Rubin's alley, right? Like, he's great at these these um, cities, these, you know, big cityscape urban settings where he can combine um, different types of stylistic elements. And he's certainly great at the action and he loves drawing creatures, right? He loves drawing, whether it be mythological or or traditional horror. So all the kinds of things he likes to draw, I can see why he said yes to this project, even though the writers are not really proven commodities. And, um, Oh, here you go. Vin, uh, Dap, that maybe, I don't know. Apparently they're the hosts of the last podcast on the left. Apparently that's a popular podcast. Oh I, yeah. I have some, some book. Some okay. So there you thing. go. That That's yeah. why they're, I guess that's why they were able to get this book, uh, greenlit. But, uh, but nevertheless, some, some of you may have probably avoided this book because you're like, oh, here we go. This is a glamour project. I can tell you that I bought it be- not knowing who these guys were, and it was it's, it was a great first issue. So I think it's a it's a miniseries. I think it's five issues. So when um, you say first issue, is this not called Blood Run? 
No, no, it's called Operation Sunshine Number One. Because hmm, there's a from the returns I got on my search, there's a collected edition called Operation Sunshine by Zabrowski, Parks, and Rubin called Blood Run. Hmm. That's weird. That I see Who it in Penguin that? Random House. Yeah. yeah. Because this is, yeah, this is obviously. Um, well, it's not available yet. Oh, so that's a advanced solicit. Gotcha. June 2024 advanced solicit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so there I you got go. that. The first arc. So, so the first issue you have is the girl sitting on what looks like a, a, the, a roof with a marquee yeah. behind her. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Correct. Want to make yes, this sir. right. That's all. Yep. So good stuff. You know, listen, I mean, Rabin is one of my very shortlist artists. I, I, his, his work just fires my synapses and gives me great joy. So I, anytime he's going to draw a book, I'm going to like it on some level for smart. sure. But, uh, but Rubin plus vampires, it's like, it could have a nonsensical plot and I'd probably find some merit in it. I think I need this. Nice. <laughs> you know, in the elevator pitch, which I guess solicitors feel compelled to do these days, it says, uh, it's near dark meets oceans 11. I, you know, I can't speak to that cause I, I I'm not far enough along in the story for me to really say whether that's a fair elevator pitch, but that's the elevator pitch. Hmm. Elevator pitches are important because people don't okay. have a whole yeah, – not to us, but to people who actually make these things happen. Yeah, I guess – You know, true. I guess they don't have a whole lot of time and you got to tell them, yeah, it's like Looney Tunes meets the problem Blue, is Blue like Velvet. Every, every, <laughs> every, other, every other elevator pitch is like Saga meets. <laughs> like, nah, yeah, yeah, well. Like, nah, bro. Saga meets Star. No, yeah. this does look good. Nice. It really does. I'm on this. Nice. Thank you for uh, alerting me to its existence. Where did you get this? It's Dark Horse. What do you mean? When? Oh, oh, the, um, last last week, I think. Oh, or, okay. I, my my bad. I, I missed it. Uh, no, uh, uh, October 11th. It came October 11th was the yeah. day, was the street day. Yeah. So that's almost a month. I I got this book. Um, I read it digitally. To be fair, I, I to be I'm, I I right. get the we get the dark horse solicit, so I, I read it that yeah. way. But yeah, uh, yeah. Any way you can get it, mm-hmm. I'm going to see if uh, if I can grab this issue. I'm sure there's some on the shelves. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us this time. We hope you come back next time. Remember, cheapgraphicnovels.com, omnibus, trade paperbacks. OGNs, manga, they have it all, and it's far less than the amount printed on wherever it is. So uh, retail, haha, you laugh at it. You're going to order something because why would you pass up savings? And you're going to receive an email confirmation that says, thank you for ordering from CheapGraphicNovels.com. What up? You're going to reply to that email and say, you know what? I have to thank my booze at 11 o'clock comments because if it's not for them, I wouldn't even know about you. And you're going to get free shipping on your next order. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Just go do it. And please check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. We uh, would love you to join the family, which means in addition to all the other stuff we give them on a daily basis, images, audios, I just dropped six hours of audio on the Patreon that nobody else can hear, save the patrons. So if you want six hours of garbage in your ear, (laughs) we got the place for you. Um, Downloads, vintage fanzines, uh, pages from, from... 
comics. You can weigh in on the book of the month. But the best thing is the dedicated Slack channel where we commune each and every day, all of us on topics various and sundry. Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. Jason, I'm glad you're sitting down because I've read a new book by my man, Tony Daniel. I knew it. My oh, dude. Man. You know oh. how much I love Tony Daniel. Oh, right? you love that guy. He I does. do. I do. We don't well, let him hope. Well, this thing is called Edenwood, of which this is the first issue. It's Tony Daniel with J. David Ramos on color. It's The premise is not new. Uh, it, there's a war going on between demons and witches. Okay? The, uh, the demons are from uh, Necronema, right? And they've infiltrated our dimension and taken over the majority of the planet, save for Edenwood, which uh, is a place where the witches have erected uh, a magical barrier so the, the demons can't get through. And it basically comprises, a, you know, it's a bunch of states. It, 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 it encompasses the majority of Lake Michigan. So you got Lansing in there. You got Des Moines, Iowa. You got Cedar Rapids. Minneapolis is in the confines of Edenwood. Duluth, Milwaukee, uh, a good chunk of Lake Superior. So it's this magical realm where the demons can't get in, right? That's, that's the premise of the, of the thing. But um, this first issue concerns a bunch of, of friends, right, uh, who, who are looking for a dog. This girl, Adelaide, her dog goes missing, and, and they're out looking for the dog, but it's dangerously close to the barrier, right? And Adelaide is in love with a dude named Ryan, R-I-O-N, and Adelaide's brother... Elias, they're, 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 they may be twins. They they both have the same platinum hair. Um, I'm I'm guessing they're twins. And uh, Elias doesn't like Ryan very much. Game of black eye. And so they're looking for the dog. And and the reason why Adelaide took them in this direction is because she knew that Ryan was going to be there. So Adelaide and Ryan are, are are making kissy face, and she hears her dog. So she goes to follow the dog, but she goes too close to the barrier, and she's sucked into the barrier. And so is Ryan. And then he's transported somewhat magically, I guess, to, to the battle going on between the witch army and the demons. And, and it's not pretty. It's not pretty at all. Uh, he, he, he almost loses his life at the hands of a, of a soldier who, who was... Uh, uh, carrying a demon or infused with a demon and uh he's rescued he's rescued by a dude named bastille <laughs> who's this you know swashbuckling masked hero and he saves him he's like kid you know what you got two options you could come with me and learn to fight these things or you could die 
And so he goes with them. And years pass, right? Um, we get to see firsthand what exactly happens when a demon infuses uh, a human. And uh, towards the end, there's a thing called Dap. What was it called? The, the, the vessel of the demons that gets them through the, uh, the barrier. Uh, Necronema? No, a gatherer. A gatherer. Oh, oh, yeah, no, he's a yeah. gatherer. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. Be, no, he's not. She is. Because the demons can't pierce the magical veil right. of Edenwood. They, they hide within the, the flesh of humans. And that gets them through. And then they can wreak havoc on the, you know, within the confines of Edenwood, which is not good. And so at the end, it turns out that Ryan is the equivalent of Bastille. He's this swashbuckler, but he's fucked up. He's, he, he was machine gunned. He's blown apart, but he didn't die. And his eyes hanging out. Yeah. And, 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 um, Elias is now in the army. Like, and he's like, holy shit. It's, it's, it's my, my not friend Ryan who wanted my sister. It's, it's, it's strange, but the, I thought the issue was really good. The art was great, but, and this is removed from the the brackets around this issue. So you, you should judge art based on what you're what you've experienced, right? So page one to the last page was a worthwhile experience. Beautiful art. I thought the story was fun. But if you look at the the the, the copy on the image website, the first issue doesn't even scratch the surface of where this thing is going. It seems that. Ryan is a demon hunter, and he has to gather the famous demon hunters of all time dating back to the 1700s. Like, that's not even hinted at in the first issue. There's nowhere to be found. And I think, I'm not saying, I'm not saying the issue wasn't worth my time. I enjoyed it very much, but I think it could have benefited from an extra large first issue. As many image comics are, there are more page count, sometimes two issues for the price of, of roughly of one. And, you know, you get the entire picture of what this is and where this is going. You don't get that from this issue. You, you get some of it, but you don't know that. What is this with an elite team of demon hunters? Uh, uh, that's nowhere. But uh, so there seems to be a, 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 a discrepancy between the first issue and the pitch that's on the image website. But that's OK. We don't need to know that. Like, that's just stuff we are privy to being citizens of the digital age. Right. You can go on the, the image website and read this thing. and It's like, oh, OK. But if you only had the issue and you read it, it would be an extremely satisfying experience. As it was for me. I thought this was great. Uh, obviously, I clutch at anything drawn by Tony Daniel with white-knuckled joy. So I am going to just revel in however many issues we get of this thing. Because I love his art. Um, I did read all of Noctera only because of Tony Daniel's art. It was okay. But his art was wonderful. And um, now that he's at the, the steering wheel driving not only the visuals, but the story as well, woohoo! 
I'm hoping this is um, uh, people start to take notice of my man and what he's capable of. So Edenwood, number one. Dap, what did you think? I, I would. You don't have to tread lightly. If you didn't like it, just say it. I did. I did like it. Okay. It, which isn't surprising. I. I it, it, this, t- Tony is a is a talented artist. Um, I'm I'm not holding a grudge over what he did with 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 Deathstroke. It it's still. This was. What did he do to Deathstroke? I, I was going to say, I think the fact you just brought that up, talking about this book, means you are, in fact, holding a grudge, but that's... that's, that's, that's <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not holding a grudge, no, but I kind of am. Been, it, 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 I would... Had, had I... Were I still holding a grudge, I would not have checked this out based on Vince's recommendation. I just would have just said, like, fuck it, it's Tony Dan or whatever. But did he write Deathstroke? Yeah, he wrote and drew. And he oh. He just he 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 came back as it was just it was it, it was whack. I read the first two shows like I'm done. So, uh, but this was years ago. This was this was this was after the New Fifty Two and before Priest took on the book. So this was this was just a handful of issues. He just he, he tried something. It, it was it a job. For me. It was That's a job. right. Exactly. I'm sure other people dug it. It's it's fine. Um, you know, <laughs> I mean, the, the Tony Daniel John would love it. So. Uh, but no, I thought I, I, I dug the concepts here. I absolutely agree with you with the with, with, with the exercise issues because yeah, it would have been. I mean, the kids three years ago bringing you up to speed as to why Elias doesn't care for Ryan and though I, things happen pretty quickly though, obviously with with Adelaide in in, in the woods and then running after Pip. And then all of a sudden, like within within two panels, it's like we see the carcass of of we see the bones of the dog. So it's like that. Yeah, shit's fucked up. That was abrupt. Yeah. So there there are things that. There oh things no! Happen. It was a. I think the dog the dog was a magical construction. It wasn't the, really the dog. They were luring her to the barrier. Right, but and then and then Ryan finds right. So uh, a lot of things seem to happen early in the book between panels and, and you kind of just have to go with the flow and, and, and just, and I'm not, and, and I don't, I, I, this isn't the first book Daniel's written. So it's not like, you know, I, I'm not going to say, Oh, he'll get better with it. This, this, these were deliberate choices and, and, and that's fine. Um, I think the look of the demon killers are fucking amazing. I, 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 I love the skull mask. I, 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 I yeah. think the, the long coat. Um, the uh, I also just wasn't really. It it ends abruptly as well. It, it's a hell of a cliffhanger. It's like obviously it's to get you, it's to hook you, so you make you sure. come back for the next issue. But like it just, it's like, hey, I know who this guy is. Ta da! And it, I, I just, I, I kind of wanted more. So I mean that that's I, that's a compliment then to the creator because if. If I just shrugged and be like, "Oh, that's it," I, I I'm, I'm going to check out the second issue because I am curious to see what kind of world building is going on here, and 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 whether or not any of the science or the magic starts starts to get explained somewhat, uh, just so I can kind of follow along with whatever the hell the rules are in this world. Yeah. Now, Jason, when I say a witch army, it's tanks and guns and soldiers, but they operate at the behest of witches. 
Got it. So it's not like, you know, broomstick riding pointy nose. <laughs> no, yeah, just playing Quidditch. Yeah. The uh, no, I, I I dug it a lot. I I was I figured it was going to be here in your travels since since it wasn't uh, brought up before now, but it um it it it's a well deserved in your travels recommendation. Yeah, it's I good. Think, yeah. Jason, when he pierces over, uh, pierces the veil into the the demon lands, there's a soldier, and he's 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 in a bad way, and he's laying there. He's like, "Hey, boy, get me my flask. I gotta have <laughs> yeah. I gotta have a drink before I pass on." And and he erupts into a demon, and there's fucking babies hanging off the demon. Like what? Yeah, there's two yeah. there's two babies. Fuck, like yeah. what? And even even oh, even God. with the head, the head ripped off. He's yeah, I'll tell you, Yeah, she's yeah, that whore. <laughs> but it's so weird. It's so I. But mm-hmm. you know He's what? Fun. Tony Daniel can can illustrate Pippi Longstocking, and I would buy the shit out of that. You would. Mm-hmm. I, I love. I've always loved his work. You have. Yeah. Love how we all have our picadillos. Uh, no, why is, I it, why is it a picadillo? <laughs> he's he's really good. <laughs> Um, Adelaide's a fox too. Oh, she is. Like, she, is. she is. Yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. Finds her. Uh, she's underage, so she's very fetching. Well, That's three all years ago. Yeah, but I mean, she's she doesn't exist. She's nothing more than line and color on paper. <laughs> but I guess these days you have to say I was. I don't want to get into it. But uh-huh. there, there was a, there was there was talk on Reddit about a video. You know how they do videos of characters doing things that they don't normally do in the works from which they're derived right you know what i mean right and they're just like oh well judging by the math this character would be 12 or 13 in this in this video and i i was like dude it's it's a an animation these characters aren't real who cares what age they are like is that should that even be a thing i don't know i don't know it just seems that people are concerned with strange things these days when it's in this case, pixels, but in this book, it it's line and color on paper. The characters don't have age; they don't exist. They're just constructs. That's it. That's it. I don't get it, but whatever. I don't know why I went on that tangent, but I thought I, this book was really good. I, I know you did. It just and, needed and it needed a little bit more. I thought the ending was agreed. abrupt and weird, and yes, it's a cliffhanger. But I would have liked a little bit more spices in the yeah. so, in the sauce you know what i mean tell me yeah, a little bit I'm, more what's going on i'm curious to know if the next issue is just going to pick up right here with this conversation or if we're going to get another flashback to find out maybe we see the punch to the eye when he snuck into there i just i'm i'm not trying to write the story for the dude i'm just i i just would have liked more just because i didn't feel as as good as it was i well yeah. i could have still yeah had more had, had, he had obviously more. has a healing factor you can't get blown apart well, yeah. by machine gun fire and walk up and walk I mean, away from it. He's got arrows in his back. He's, yeah, he's got, he's, yes, being even before the machine gun fire, and he's got his eye. And I don't know if the eye was sticking out before the machine knows? gun fire, or if. But it's just you know, yeah, I'm just chilling. Hey, this guy's still alive. because uh, he took his book, my book. So um, yes, Edenwood. In your travels, uh, I've going around the room and just looking for things that uh, I haven't read yet that have just been sitting here so uh like i did with the um with the 
the format that Marvel did recently with the, with, with, with the Miles Morales Spider-Man trades, um, I started the first book of the Spider-Gwen collection, which collects um, Edge of Spider-Verse number two, which was her first appearance, the five-issue miniseries following that miniseries, and the first six issues of the ongoing following the mini. All written by Jason Latour, all illustrated, mind except for one issue uh, by Robbie Rodriguez. Uh, Chris Visions did the fifth issue of the second volume, uh, all colored by Rico Renzi. And um, topical because, as of today, Netflix is airing Across the Spider-Verse, the second Miles movie. Um, and there's a lot more Gwen in Across the Spider-Verse than there was in into the Spider-Verse and, and a lot of that, uh, especially with the color choices and the color play that they do in the movie, um, owes a lot to what Jason and Robbie and Rico did, uh, in the early issues. But yeah, I mean, y'all know who spider Gwen ghost spider, whatever she wants to go by. Now you, you, you're familiar with the character. Understand that, uh, you know, in her world, she was bitten by the spider. Peter wasn't special. He wanted to be special, so he turns himself into the lizard. Uh, that plays a part in a couple of the chapters in this collection as well, because Kirk Connors is involved and in whether or not something else is creating uh, these reptilian lizard creatures. Uh, we'll find out, but it's um, it's just pretty much just just Gwen in this first book. I know the second collection uh, picks up, I think, after the Spider-Women crossover uh, story. So at that point, obviously Gwen is aware of other universes, other Spider-Folk. Um, the uh, George Stacy, of course, is a captain for the NYPD. He's supposed to he goes on a mission to get Peter Parker's killer and bring uh, Spider-Woman to justice. Um, of course, that doesn't really go according to plan. Frank Castle is a detective on the police force, and he's going to take over uh, the operation. He's going to take over the investigation. Um, Jean DeWolf is there. She has a past with Stacy. I really, I, reading just reading them from start to finish as, as the, the, the chronological order that, that they were released. Um, because I wasn't reading every issue. I wasn't reading the series, the original series when, when it was coming out. So seeing where universes strayed or, or, or the doppelgangers or analogs, how they differ. Like obviously Norman Osborn shows up. He was, he was picked on in high school, so Gwen and Peter become friends with with Norman, and then Norman, of course, feels guilty about what happened to Peter. Um, he went away. He jo- he basically he kind of becomes the Flash Thompson. He joins the army and um, basically becomes like this super soldier who I mean, not with powers necessarily, but just he he just goes all in um, and becomes a man of war, and then uh, but of course. The Green Goblin does appear. It it was a lot of fun seeing 
Jason play with the legends and 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 the old stories that uh, that whether it was Stan and Steve or with John, it was just seeing him manipulate them to fit Earth sixty five and and uh, how how it plays with what goes on in in Gwen's world um, was interesting. I, I I definitely get why it was. Um, it was a it was a fan favorite series and and, and yeah the, the, it looks great of course because it's Robbie, um, but uh, yeah I, I've I'm about to start the uh, the second collection these these little smaller size trades are just a lot of fun or they're just throw them in my bag take them read them whenever but they're they're it, it, it's a great little I like the form I I, I like the format of them. Um, I, I think I've got most of them. When I'm done with this, I'll, I'll move on to, um, I think, Champions. But, yeah, in your travels, um, any of these little smaller Marvel graphic novel trades, however they're promoted, um, I would rececommend. But if you haven't, if, if, you've only, if you're only familiar with the character from the movies, um, I would definitely recommend checking out those early issues by Jason and Robbie and Rico of Spider Gwen. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'm going to have to sell that issue. The, the second issue of Edge of Spider Verse? Yeah. Yeah. I got What's a first. What's it going for? I got a first print. Um, looking at uh, eBay finished auctions, non CGC, mm-hmm. about 450 Jesus. No, I don't have it, so good for you. Damn. We're right, like four you know, four hundred, four fifty around. Ooh, yeah. Unslabbed, yeah, you gotta do that. Just dump that baby. Yeah, because I mean yeah, why not? Why not indeed? It wasn't that long ago, maybe a year or two ago, we were riffing and we talked about the uh how it'd be great if there were more Western comics. You know? Mm. Well there's some Western comics out there these days, gentlemen. Yes. Really? Like what? Yes, there are. In your sense. travels, people, I'm gonna give you not one but two Western comics for your for your titillation. I'm gonna just write it now. Western O Rama. <laughs> okay, okay. Up first. Um I was not as big a fan of that Texas blood as Dap. Um I thought <laughs> what I read no, I thought what I read was good, right, but, I, right. it, but I didn't stick with it. Mm-hmm. Um so so you know, and I that must say something in and of itself that in ended up finishing it. So um so I was a little reluctant when this was solicited because it's it's not only by the same creative team, but it's it's set in the same world. And that is the Enfield Gang Massacre. Uh, it's written by Chris Condon with art by Jacob Phillips, son of Sean. Um, but that said, a couple things. One, I love Westerns. Two, uh, nothing that Jacob was putting on the page in that Texas blood was a problem. My dude who's got mad skills and the fact that he's as young as he is and just starting his career is pretty stunning. Um, three, this Enfield gang massacre, while it is set in the same area of the country as that Texas blood is set 150 years ago, which is when I talk Western, I'm talking old West. I'm not talking modern Western. So um, after hearing some pretty solid feedback from some folks that also love westerns um out there with the first few issues i thought all right let me jump in this 
So three of six issues are out. It's a six-issue miniseries, and it's phenomenal. It is, like I said, it's written by Condon, drawn by Phillips. They're 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 kind of forming a duo, much like Brubaker and, and Sean. Um, and it chronicles the last days of the Enfield gang. Uh, and essentially they are, you know, they are a gang of, of, of bank robbers. So they're ne'er-do-wells of sorts, but they're, they're not like heinous. They're not blood Meridian style, like, you know, killers and torturers of people. Um, but they are, they are thieves and, and, and robbers. Um, and they are mistakenly accused of killing, uh, someone in a town in Utah. And as a result, the town uh, uh, solicits the help of a Texas Ranger, um, Captain Ellie, Eli, Captain, e- it's E-L-Y, I don't know if it's Ellie or Eli, but, uh, and he is very good at what he does. And he's pretty uh, dogmatic about things. So if he thinks you're a murderer, he will do anything to get vengeance on you. And, and that includes murdering you an eye for an eye. So the book is really a story of, of uh of, of ellie and his crew hunting down enfield and his crew and uh and watching that that chase and battle unfold so um it's incredible i mean the we have sung jacob's praises on the show more often because of his color work as the colorist on his dad's art but uh but and, and certainly that is a big part of what sells these books for me but everything about these books is really well done. The, the first three covers are interlocking. I assume all six will be. And uh, and the colors in this, I mean, such he does really bold choices with these blue and pink and purple and orange hues that you don't normally see in comics. And they're almost like a wash, but not quite a wash. So there are other colors in the panels, but but they're definitely like predominantly one of those color skews, depending on which which character is in focus. Um, it just really makes the book feel different. And I'm just a sucker, much like I am for vampire stories, for for Western stories, especially when they're well done. This is bloody and tense, and it's anti-heroes. It's, yes, it is technically a ranger trying to chase after some bank robbers, but but the bank robbers aren't really all that bad, and the ranger really isn't all that good. He's a bit of a, he's a, bit of a sadist and will do whatever he needs to do if he thinks he's right, even if he may not be right. So um, definitely halfway through this, uh, they're killing it. Um, and then the other Western is uh, is by one of our collective favorites, Mr. Dan Panosian. And uh, that's and he's written by a certain gentleman who may may have you may have heard of him, Scott Snyder. And that is Canary. Uh, now, Canary was one of the many uh, uh, comicsology originals that Scott Snyder did when he signed that deal with Amazon a few years back. And this was released as six digital issues back in 2022 now like with all of those dark horse is putting out um them in single form but i like the way they're doing this in that they're putting it out in a three issue uh release with each issue being 56 pages so you're getting a big old chunk of story with each issue and that first issue hit the stands this week and uh it was great oh my god it was awesome first of all panosian right like enough said like anything dude draws is gonna be the badass but but uh, but this is just I didn't know how much I needed a Panosian Western story until I saw this Panosian Western story. Um, this is uh, set in the 1890s. And uh, by the way, I should have said uh, mixing metaphor. Uh, the 
the Enfield gang is set in Texas. I said Utah because this Canary set in Utah. Sorry. Um, this is in Utah in 1891. And um, it, it's they're not yet part of the U.S. And there's a, a, a lawman named Marshall Holt. And he is, uh, you know, he's the sheriff of the of the town in question. And a teacher in the town is uh, has her throat cut while giving a lecture by one of the students. Uh, and so Marshall Holt's trying to figure out what the hell is going on, trying to get to the bottom of it. Uh, by all accounts, the boy was uh, the last name of the family is Apple. And he's the good Apple because the apples are like a bad, bad bunch of people. But this boy has been a good boy. He's kind of the outlier. So the good Apple cuts the teacher's throat out of nowhere. And so he's trying to figure out what's going on. He heads out to the farm to confront the, the child and the family. And, um, and we find out that the, the boy does these heinous acts and, and Holt connects with some other lawmen um, through the first and only phone in the town, by the way, uh, and finds out that there is a pattern of these seemingly normal people doing crazy sadistic murderous acts cropping up all over the West. And a geologist makes the point that he believes the connection to all of these gruesome acts are that uh, they're in towns that get their water supply from water routes that come from a, uh, an area that is feeded from this mine in Canary and at the town is called Canary. And it's these mines there. And so um, as we find out, Marshall Holt has a historical connection to those mines because that is where he had his greatest shootout and took down his longtime adversary, Hiram Tell. And we find out there's much more to that story than was told in the dime in the dime, dime novels of the day. And uh, basically, there's we're being led to believe that there's something going on in these mines that uh, that is contaminating the water and the surrounding areas, and it's turning people into maniacal sadists capable of heinous acts. And that's really what we get in the first issue. But this is rendered incredibly by Panosian. And, um, you know, this was set up in a way in the sense that there's not a ton of like graphic violence or certainly not much of much, uh, much too much action. But there is the action we get is fucked up because you see this kid doing some pretty fucked up things. Uh, and uh, it's just the right amount of gruesome. I'd almost say it's like a horror comic as much as it is a Western comic, honestly. But, um, but yeah. So I'm I'm totally in for for the uh, for the subsequent two issues. So you got two westerns to whet your appetite. One is a horror western. One's a more traditional western. But they're both great so far. Both half about you know roughly halfway through. I guess technically Canary's already done because you could read it digitally if you wanted. But uh, yeah. So Canary and Ensfield Gang Massacre. I'm looking at Enfield Gang Massacre. Holy hell. Yeah. Dude, Jacob, listen. He's creeping up on daddy. Let me tell you something. I don't know how old Jacob is, but whatever the first thing I read of Jacob's was very good, but it looked to me like it was derivative of dad. I I think these issues, he's, he is, he's coming along quick. Well, you could still very much see dad's influence. No, no, no doubt. But I'm saying he looks tight now, though. It's, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's really, really. Yeah, I'm gonna stuff. have to get these. Mm-hmm. I'll wait for the trade, but I'll. I I just grabbed the singles. I was like, "Wow, yeah. this is." I'm, I'm behind on. Um, I'm behind on Texas Blood, and it, so I decided to just. I'm. I'm ordering. I was ordering the. Uh, the Enfield Ganga, but I I just gonna wait until they're all here, and then I'll I'll sit down and read it. But yeah. it, when I flip through it, it it looks amazing. 
Mm-hmm. Good suggestion for once, Jason. Very good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll deal you. Come on. I'll deal you. You see, Greta, you see our girl Greta got arrested the other day? Greta. How dare you? You know Greta. Greta Thunberg. Well, the climate. Oh, okay. What'd she do? She got arrested in a, at a, as a, in a protest. So, like, well, on, on brand, I mean. Yeah, she's doing the good work. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, thank you for being here with us one more time. Hope you come back next time. In the meantime, buy some comics. Talk about them. Come to our Facebook or, or, or other places and, and the Reddit. Yes, go to the Reddit and talk about them because it's like a friggin' ghost town there. Tumbleweeds. I wish we had some more movement on the Reddit site, which would be really yeah. nice. Or, Don't go to Twitter because we're not there anymore. No, we're not. But uh, if you really want to get in the stick of things, come to the Slack, which is uh, the the only way you can get there. Oh, jeez. It's from patreon.com forward slash comics. And um, say goodnight. <laughs> David. Good night. What up? Vinny Beats? Yeah, Vinny Beats. Your car was in that in the driveway. It's in the garage. I know, I got scared. David. Hey, you nailed it. All right, everybody. Hey, come back next time. Hey, Vinny going to do a shot with me in, uh, at the wedding next year? Jason wants to know if you're going to do a shot with him at the wedding. I'll do more than uh. Wow. Pretty big right. balls for someone under said? 21. He'll what do more than a shot with you. Nice. That's right. Nice. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> and not you, though. You make sure you come back because we love you so much. Tell them those exact words. We love you so much. We really do. Nice. Rather, You're my puppets. Oh, damn. I forgot to mention. Daps, I need to ask Dap. I haven't even asked Dap. I, I created the 11 O'Clockers ballot for the year. Nice. So, yeah, I got to get Dap to put it on the, on the okay, website. Yep. Yep. No problem. All right. You know what puppet is in German? Poop. Close. Gummy pooping. That's weird. Yep. That's how they say puppet in German. You are both my gummy pooping. So, puppet master would be gummin pooping meister? Yes. <laughs> or Kaiser. Yeah, I guess. Oh, <laughs> All right, everybody. We're out of here. I'm going to be up in Germany. I'll be in Germany's guts in like, uh, probably like five months. <laughs> I've learned from my son you cannot say that. Yep. Oh, I can because I'm going to be there with my wife. Oh. He just, he just said it. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be up in Berlin visiting Colin. Oh, Berlin. The, the birthplace of David Bowie's best three albums. That's it for that one. <laughs>